Hey guys, there's gonna be lots of spoilers in this. We spoiled the whole Alien franchise. Hello and welcome to World Shop, the podcast where we talk about other worlds every five episodes and you have to listen. I'm Jordan. I'm Cody. I don't like the tone of a captive audience that you set right away. <laughs> it seems uh, mean, although you guys are my prisoners. It's appropriate for the conversation that we're about to have. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you want to just go into it or do you want to chit chat? I mean, I feel like we could chit chat. We seem to do this thing where we like talk about our lives a little bit, you know. It makes it feel more personal that way. No one cares about our lives, but anyways, how have you been, Gunny? I have been good. I feel like there was something I wanted to talk to you about, and then I forgot. You know how we were just now going like, hey, we should talk about our lives for a minute? And I went, yeah, there's something I wanted to tell Jordan. I forgot what it was. You know how it goes. Anyways, what's up with you? So you, you got on me about not doing the how are we. We don't have you to. forgot what you wanted to say. Yeah, we don't have to highlight it, but go ahead and tell me how you're doing. Um, My week's been fine. I got the CPAP machine for the sleep apnea, and I hate it. Yeah, it seems awful. Because we have to go into the episode pretty quickly, the only thing I will say is Sleep Jordan hates it just as much because I woke up in the middle of the night hearing like the loud like air sound and then like I woke up and was like, oh crap, it's not on my face anymore. And it was like on the ground off the bed, but the hooks for the front of the face were still on. Meaning in my sleep, I took it from the back of my head and pulled it off and then tossed it off the bed in my sleep. So yeah, apparently I hate it a lot. Yeah, I mean that's... Seems like it makes sense to me, honestly, because it, it would seem yeah, awful. Yeah, no, so I'm going to keep at it and keep doing it, but, you know, hate is very strong. So, anyways, you, would you like to tell the audience what this episode is about? No, because I realized what I wanted to talk to you about. Don't give me that look, Jordan, all right? I already told you that we were going to talk about this today. Okay, oh, we are? What is it? Okay, so it's that I hate you for making me like music again. What? <sighs> Okay, I mentioned FLCL and I sent you the freaking trailer for seasons two and three, which is amazing, by the way. I didn't even watch that. You're like, I hate you because I like music. I didn't even watch those trailers. I just started listening to the pillows and I was like, I want to play bass again. And I don't have a band and I don't have any music friends here. And it makes me upset. So now I'm mad at you. Huh? Well, I'm mad at you, too, because you didn't watch the thing I sent. No, I didn't. I just saw it and went, I should watch that. And then, you know, I, I did anything else. But, yeah, I'm just, uh, you ever get that feeling okay, where so you're like, man, I want to play a Pillows song, but I can't because I don't know anyone that plays a musical instrument, really. And I it's mean, sad. I play a mus- musical instrument, but I also live six hours away. Right? It's unfortunate. We live kind of far apart. We could play writing on a shooting star, and I'll play bass for that. You could play guitar, because I, I like the bass line so much more. really don't think I could learn the guitar part for that. If a guitar part uh, is more than open G, open C, and open D, I can't play it. It's just power chords and that little... at the But we don't... Okay, anyways, we gotta get to the episode, Cody. I don't know why you're rushing so much to get into this episode. I'm just saying... Because we have two huge subjects to get into. It's gonna be a two-parter. We're gonna be doing this all night. But here's the thing, man. I I was listening to music today, and I realized how much I wanted to yell at you about one other thing besides what I've already yelled at you about. You, You listen to Metallica, right? 
Are we about to start talking about Lulu? No, we're not going to talk about Lulu because that album's bad and everyone knows it's bad. And I don't understand why it's never made. I am the table. I am the table. No, are but actual <laughs> lyrics in that song. You've listened to Metallica though, right? Yeah, you like Saint Inger, and I don't like Saint Inger. Well, okay, what's what's a good Metallica album then? Because let me tell you, Master of Puppets is garbage. Actually, honestly, I don't listening back to. I haven't listened to him forever, but thinking back to it, hearkening back. I don't think I like a Metallica album. I think I just like Metallica songs. I can understand what you mean by that, but the only Metallica songs I really like and listen to a lot are from St. Anger, and that's just wrong. Like, I know in my heart I'm stupid, <laughs> but then I listen to, like, Master of Puppets, which is when they had their good bass player. It was before their band went all weird, and I'm just like, man, I just don't care. Battery feels like they're really playing... I don't really like the song Master of Puppets just because of Master Master, obey your master. I hate that. Yeah, I just really hate that. It just feels cheesy, and like I get that it's kind of like the '80s thrash thing, so it's gonna feel that way. But yeah. I don't know. Also, they mix their albums weird. But okay, that was all I wanted yeah. to say. I just wanted to say that Saint Anger is the best Metallica album, and everyone that thinks otherwise is stupid. And Master of Puppets is trash. I think what Welcome Home Sanitarium or whatever that song's amazing. I love that one. I, I don't like to- King Nothing. I think that's off a of load, isn't it? Yeah, King Nothing is load, I'm pretty sure. I don't like a lot of load to me, and this is going to sound really douchey, but like to me, load is their most like sellout album, I guess. No, their sellout albums are their new ones. The one that they like released Whoa. in 2008. Which one? Well, Death Magnetic sucked, but... um. Yeah, Death, that's it. Death Magnetic. Death Magnetic, Death Magnetic I didn't like. He but sounds like Har- Weird Al in that album. His voice is like too high pitched. He sounds like Weird Al the whole time. Um, What's the latest one, though, that I actually really like? I don't know. I haven't listened to them since Death Magnetic. I fell out. And you, I never went back. You should really um check out... um What is it? Hang on. Hey, Hardwired to hey, Self-Destruct. Cody, after you get that, I have something to say to you. What's that? That you You know this isn't our music podcast, correct? Yeah, I know, but I just wanted to talk about Metallica so, really wh- quick. Which which podcast is this, Cuddy? Shut up. All right, look, here's the important thing. I was listening to music podcast, today, right? and I tried to listen to Metallica, and I'm just saying, it's still St. Anger's their best album. I am the table! I am the table! Yeah, I mean that and Lulu. Just, just Lulu. Lulu is garbage. It's Small absolute garbage. Girl. Small town girl. Yeah, like half the time, Lou Reed is just talking. It's it's weird. It's just He's like mumbling boxing. crazy crap. Well, yeah, I guess the rest of the band's just voting it in. Small town There we go. But, okay, We're already anyways, doing this a band. Our music podcast. We wasted too much time, Goody. We need to get into it. So, what is today's topic, sir? Okay, so I think today's topic that we're talking about first is movies where. Um, humanity is not the apex predator, and I think the one Correct. that we wanted to like really focus in on is Alien because I love that whole franchise except for the one movie that I haven't seen apparently. Um, but yeah, yeah. So I think that's what we talked. So we want, yeah, we wanted to focus on Alien and just go kind of. That's one of the like biggest apex, not the apex predator stories. So I wanted to talk about Alien and especially hit on Prometheus and Alien Covenant since they're two movies. That like recently came out, right? Um, so yeah, let's get into it. Because you know, honestly, part of it has came up because we've mentioned xenomorphs on 
two out of the five worlds that we've built. So I wanted to really get into it. And I guess I'll just do like a brief summary, just briefly get into Alien and why I think it is the top of the not the Apex Predator movies. Because so starting out, as you know, Alien is the movie that creates a big black like alien monster the xenomorph and how that hunts down humanity so the very first movie i think clearly just set the bar for sci-fi horror movies because it is a movie that is in two settings one is a planet where there's not much going on it's empty it's dark you don't see much of the planet and the other setting is the tiny ship the nostromo uh nostromo yeah so the alien movie like it does a good job at keeping it very claustrophobic very close together so you kind of feel that there is nowhere to run they take away your one sense is that you have this open area and are able to run they take that away and set you into this tiny place most of the setting is within these tight corridors and these small rooms and you really don't know what truly is going on until halfway through the movie so it starts out with this small junker crew that they like pulling back these metal cores to go back to whatever planet so they can sell them and make money and they discover distress signal on this planet that they call lv-426 so they land on lv-426 and pretty much find nothing but this big black ship hang on i have a question to ask you about that because i'm i'm curious about something so in my head is is the idea that that's the ship that is that a Promethean ship or is that a ship that um, uh, Michael Fassbender is like crashed someplace? In my idea, well, because because it yeah, has to see, be. I was going to say that's a Promethean ship, but the fact is that the Xenomorph is born on that ship. In an alien covenant, we see that that Xenomorph that we now know as being the Xenomorph is like the fifth or sixth iteration of the actual xenomorph like it's gonna be that might be a continuity error but that is i would assume the michael fassbender ship because yeah of or or something associated with it that was kind of what yes. i thought because like yeah that to me kind of touches though on like i was talking to one of my coworkers about this and we both he kind of doesn't like alien covenant and he didn't really like prometheus very much um, okay, and we I can think, get into that in a little bit, but right. But I, I want to say that what Alien to me nailed, and then what every sequel since has kind of ruined, was the almost supernatural, unexplained element that was the Alien, that was yes. just this malicious force that was out for nothing but murder. And yeah. I think that being faced with that kind of horror, where it's it doesn't have a goal, it doesn't have a motive there's it doesn't have a motivation that makes sense to a rational being it is just supernatural death that just landed on your ship and i think that that's when we talk about space adventures or i think space adventures specifically why that's kind of fascinating is it sort of like the embodiment of what space is because, like, space sucks it's horrible you know yeah, and i was actually about to get into that too so yeah, it's to me what the xenomorph was an alien is let's make space a being. You know what I mean? Like this thing that has no regard for human life and just wants to kill it. And so like the mystery of what that thing is and the fact that it was totally unexplained like you just land on this planet and then a monster latches onto somebody's face and then a xenomorph is born and it's just there to murder you for no reason. I'm like, yeah. 
good idea for a movie. Um, but then every sequel since then has kind of undone that initial mystery, which yeah. good and Especially bad. With Alien Covenant completely explaining that original mystery. Yeah, I don't mind that, but I do think that that is a a boon to the original movie is that it didn't go into a lot of detail. It didn't explain what this thing was. It was like for most of the movie, you didn't see it. So it was just there being horrifying. And I really liked that. And so like, so one of the things you mentioned was the fact that like it shows space in as being truly terrifying. But like, I think that it shows space exactly how it is. It's empty. It's silent. We see all these space odysseys and space movies where they're whipping around these planets and they find all this extravagant life. But the planet they land on is completely empty. It's a blank canvas. There's nothing there. There's no sound. You don't hear animals. You don't see animals. The only thing that they do see is this big black ship that they go into. And the only thing they really meet on these planets is something that tries to kill you as you said before so the first so they enter this black ship and the first thing you see is these big weird egg looking things and of course being a stupid scientist the guy pokes it and out comes what the um alien franchise knows as the face hugger and it's this alien that latches onto his face um and shoves eggs down his throat which is yeah one of the things truly terrifying is that in its own way is kind of a rape. Yeah, well, and that was that was another thing that I think the movie did a good job about was the way they kind of handled... I, I have mixed feelings about this, so I'm going to say what I think the movie did right, and then we'll talk about where I think the movie kind of slipped up a little bit. Okay. So I think the kind of role reversal of like the male characters being the ones that are kind of like raped by this alien force is was like a positive thing because usually you would expect that to be the female character especially at the time you know what i mean yes like the 80s were not a super enlightened time for portraying women in a positive light you know what i mean yes. so i think it was cool where the victim of this movie was not sigourney weaver um, and that her character was in no way defined by the fact that she was a woman. You know what I mean? It was... Yes, exactly. She's a competent person who's in charge of this ship. That's it. That's who she is. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. her being a woman was not, like, a hindrance to that ever. You know what I mean? And it didn't yeah. feel like any of the characters on the ship, like, treated her weird. Um, yeah, like, I loved those... slapped in the face. And <laughs> yeah. Those <laughs> two, like, mechanics... Yeah, those two mechanics were always like complaining about like, oh, we can't get enough money, you know, they wanted to get paid more and everything. And uh, I liked how she handled them where she was just like kind of no nonsense with them, you know. Um, mm -hmm. and, and then at the end of the movie, they had to have her take all her clothes off. And I was like, oh, geez, come on, guys. Like, you really yeah, nailed it with this character. They they did. And, but it's like, the oh, hey, we have to apparently be naked to go into hypersleep, but whatever. That's just one thing. You can just kind of take that and kind of toss that to the side because the rest of what right. they did with their character and the rest of what they did with that world is very good. So I guess we more or less will focus on the movie as a whole but kind of get into the world building. I think the fact that they have this kind of empty alien world where there is nothing, is completely black pretty much, nothing on it, is a good idea of world building because it's like we expect to see these vibrant the star wars came out a few years before so we expect to see these vibrant like space worlds and like desert planets and life and aliens and all this fun and interesting stuff but we get this completely blank canvas empty nothingness that's like truly kind of helps set in that feeling of despair 
Right. Well, because I think what's familiar and what's comfortable when you think about a space adventure movie is Star Wars, right? Where you go to a planet and that planet basically just looks like Canada or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Looks <laughs> where, like Vancouver. Where, what is, a lot what is, of it looks like Vancouver. Yeah, weird, huh? Just big pine forests everywhere, you know? Or it's a desert, or it's frozen, and it's kind of, planets are basically just continents, but farther away. Um, I think what Alien did right was, like you said, the one time you find a world, it's empty and trying to kill you. Perfect. Really drives home the horror. Yeah, and, like, it completely takes you out of your comfort zone, because you're comfortable with seeing vibrant worlds, um, seeing these just kind of... flourishing worlds of like plant lies and this and aliens all that stuff but we get nothing we get literally nothing and the only thing is this gross slimy crab looking thing with the tail a crab looking thing that you cut it open and it bleeds acid oh yeah 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 that was that was also cool where they cut it open and are worried they're gonna melt a hole in their ship yeah and they do melt a big hole there go down like three levels and it goes all the way through yeah it's just like you can't catch a break at this point man and so, like, a part of the world building, especially with these um, not the Apex Predator movies, is, like, creating a sort of, well, creating an Apex Predator that we simply cannot handle. That Because humans are so advanced. We are on the top of the food chain for a reason. We are so advanced. So creating something that can take us out is actually hard to do sometimes, rather than just be like, oh, hey, this monster, you can't shoot it because, you know hard skin or whatever but like they actually i think created this monster that can take on humanity and it's also something that isn't sentient or smart but it just has a just extreme bloodlust like you mentioned earlier where all it wants to do is kill and they created this really just fascinating monster so like i said the first thing that happens is this thing latches onto the face and um shoves eggs down the dude's throat but you don't know what really happens you see it latch onto the face and so they're sitting Afterwards, the alien, like Carl, they walk in and the alien's off the dude's face. Everything's fine. They find the thing. It dies. Okay, cool. That's all. It couldn't feed off of him anymore, so it died. And there is this kind of calm before the storm scene where they're all sitting at the table. They're having lunch or dinner. They're laughing. Everything's fine. And then out of nowhere, he starts having a seizure. Well, and actually, I want to briefly, like, touch on that scene there for another good example of kind of world building but also just like developing characters in a positive way Mm -hmm. to me one of the advantages of alien is that everyone feels like a real person and the world feels very lived in yes so and i mean part of this is the way sets were done back then when you have practical sets and good set designers um and uh well anyways so Practical sets kind of allow for a more natural feeling world and one that feels kind of like dirty and grimy and gross and like people have been living in it for a long time. And that scene kind of perfectly sets that up, just like the kind of small talk conversation between co-workers and their weird little galley and how everything feels like it has a purpose on the ship. You know what I mean? Like it feels like their home. It also feels like they've been a crew for a long time because we get some of these movies, especially some where it's like, oh, hey, this crew is just meeting for the first time. And like we get these like arguments because they don't know each other well, but it feels like they know each other very well. Like we get Sigourney Weaver earlier in the movie getting slapped in the face, probably because that captain's like, ah, oh, Sigourney Weaver is just that I reacted to her because this yeah. is something that happens. We clash all the time. So we get that whole feeling 
of they know each other. They've been a crew for a while, and they do that very well in that one scene where they're sitting around the table because like, they're talking like you know work people I work with every day. We would go and sit and talk at lunch. They're talking like that, and that's done very well. Also, right. with world building, just really quick rewind. One thing I left out is just the world building. And fascination of the alien ship that they discover on the planet, how they go through and they see like the big space jockey Promethean or whatever sitting in the chair with the hole in his chest. We see the hole in his chest, but you don't know what that has to do with until later. And it's a very subtle detail. There's subtle details all over the ship, like how it's driven, how the chair is, how that room is, how like the different patterns in the wall. Very subtle, but they don't have to explain you don't have to walk through and say oh look at these hieroglyphs you don't have the scene where they explain everything in the ship they just set this huge amazing setup for you you walk through the set and you're allowed to absorb it on your own and i think on a world building standpoint they do that so amazingly yeah they kind of ruined that in other alien movies where they explain the ships and the prometheans and all of that but this one for the first one they just do a good job setting this world up anyways back to the lunch scene (laughs) <laughs> sorry i really like the lunch scene i mean it might be because it's one of those like most iconic scenes ever but you know it's a good scene is that all you got anyways say? go okay. ahead no, but, no i'm just saying there's a reason why i geek about it <laughs> yeah no it's a, it's a good scene to geek about because it is a very real scene as i said like five times now but we go in and so he starts having a seizure and it's like oh crap what's happening and apparently the actual crew had no clue this was going to happen and you get the famous oh really an extremely iconic scene where the alien rips out of his chest blood flies everywhere and if you notice in the background sigourney weaver almost falls over because she like is not expecting it she like is trying to get away from it almost trips and falls backwards and so you get the chest burster scene and then the whole thing, i didn't know that yeah they they did not Oh, that's so cool. They were given, like, things to how to react, but they were not given what was going to happen, that something was going to explode up. Just, they thought, oh, he's just going to have, like, a seizure because of this. They didn't know that thing was coming oh. out of him. And so, yeah, like, watch that scene again. Watch the Gordian Weaver, because you could tell she almost falls over backwards as she's trying to get away. That's she's like, hilarious. oh, crap. But, um... <laughs> so... Um, so, yeah, so then we get the kind of connection to earlier with the space jockey having the hole in his chest what that whole thing is about and then the alien is born and obviously i think in one of the funnier scenes how it skitters away so quickly because it kind of looks opens its mouth and then (laughs) just gets away and it's that to me is so funny yeah yeah i mean there's sometimes when practical effects are really good and then there's sometimes when practical effects are not so good yeah that's one of them and anytime you really see the alien it's not great well, yeah, because the alien was just a tall African covered in KY jelly. That's what they—that's <laughs> what they use for the slime. It's just buckets and buckets of KY jelly. That's amazing. Yeah. That makes me really happy. Yeah, so it was just a tall, like he was like seven foot tall African dude, just covered in like head to toe in jelly, just lubed around. up, just lubed man. Oh, like he was slippery as heck, man. But it's so we got that, but yeah, so oh, that's so gross. But the world building was like because in the rest of it, so it's in this very small quarters, and that kind of builds upon the fear because this whole time it's like you don't know where the alien went, you don't know where it's gonna come next. Any second, this thing could come out and eat you, and we don't even know what it is because you don't really see it. Yeah, and that's another. I, I mean, part of it is the lack of ability to have CG where. 
you know, back in the day, you kind of couldn't show an alien very well. So mm-hmm. they would just not show the alien. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like, realistically, the alien from Alien 1 really does not look very good. Um, you know what I mean? Like, because because it's just like a tall guy covered in KY jelly, they have to, like, use lighting and be kind of intelligent with how they show this creature because otherwise it looks freaking stupid because so it looks you, like a guy are you for the cgi aliens um oh man i'm for restraint in a horror movie um so you're one of the because that better makes not it to see the monster guys it depends okay. it really depends i think that seeing a monster oftentimes kind of screws it up you know what i mean mm-hmm. like you can at the end of the movie, but once you've kind of shown the alien, you've you've shown the alien, and you got to do that closer to the end than the beginning. So I think that when movies had to rely so much on poor practical effects, they just knew, like, we cannot show this because it will look stupid. So they would go out of their way to not show these aliens or to show them in half lighting just so that way they wouldn't look really stupid. Um, okay. Which actually, as far as world building goes, then again, the way that technology and the ship is set up is just always in poor lighting. Because mm-hmm. um, everything feels like it's from the 70s. You know, it, it's got that kind of fun 70s future tech where everything's still on big like dimly lit tube tv yeah, and the computers and were basically just like the original computers like black and green like large text going across the screen right so everything's all like loud and humming and whirring <laughs> and it feels like everything's really claustrophobic because of that because it doesn't have you know like modern yeah it doesn't have um, a modern you know computer. architecture and design Everything's like white and feels very open and it's very brightly lit. This is like, nope, this is a dirty, dingy, horrible ship. And I, so and I think that plays dark to the better part of the movie because. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's sure. very cl- like it's closed in. It, like it's awful. Things don't work right. And the ship looks like it's going to break at any second, which makes the whole scene of having a freaking alien that wants to murder you to death. Uh, yeah, I said that. Wants to murder you to death is very like scary because there's nowhere to go on this crappy ship that looks like it's going to explode if you press the wrong button. Right, right, yeah, yeah, for sure. Or it also feels like every part of the ship almost looks like the alien. You know what I mean? <laughs> the alien's just blending in. Well, no, this is camouflage. This just looks like me. Yeah, because the ship is all industrial and black and made out of tubing, and it's probably the exact same tubing that they use to glue together to make the xenomorph. Yeah, and <laughs> like if I'm looking at pictures of the xenomorph right now, and you can clearly see parts of it where they're like, "Well, we have this rubber hose. Let's just stick it all over it." Yeah, do you see like the original guy wearing the suit too? Like he looks. Oh yeah, I've seen pictures of it. It's hilarious. But okay, so the last. Oh yeah, I'm sure it has to be terrible. Well, the last thought I really want to get into right before we like go off to talk about Prometheus and Alien Covenant because really this. Ah, sorry, it's a harder idea to talk about because it is such a small thing, but like the other movies do expand upon this world. But the one thing I want to talk about is like the building of the alien in it, like because you need to have an invincible monster in order. Because like I said earlier, humans are smart, humans are strong, so have to have something that can easily kill a human, and that humans can't really kill back. I guess um, this thing, this alien, 
is pretty much shown like in the first movie and in a couple of the other subsequent movies as being pretty much invincible. The only time, really only other than aliens, the only way that we kill this alien is launching it out of an airlock. And that doesn't even feel like it kills no. it. You know what I mean? In my head, that alien's not no. dead. It's just in yeah, space. Yeah, we never now. actually see the alien die. We just see it get blown out of the airlock. We just get rid of it. And it's still flailing. It doesn't even freeze like things do when they show in, like, large out of space. It's just flailing and kind of looking like, I'm gonna get you! Yeah, it just seems like it's constantly trying to murder everything. <laughs> and that was actually something that... And, okay, this is kind of the natural progression then to me into talking about Aliens. Which to me is the movie that kind of, I like Aliens. It is the worst Alien movie as far as I'm concerned. Because it it tries to make this movie that is not an action movie an action movie. And it, it turns the Aliens into a supernatural murdering force. Into, well, they're just like really tough tigers. You know what I mean? Like, really strong tigers. Honestly, I'm going to go out on a limb because I know a lot of people are going to get mad at this because they love that movie, but I didn't like Aliens. I mean, I, I I don't... I did not like what Aliens... I thought Aliens was a good movie if you don't consider it part of the canon. You know what yeah. I mean? It's it's a fun movie because it's... Uh, what's his name? Um, who directed Aliens? Jordan, help me. My brain's I stupid. I know Ridley Scott did like everything else. No, she she didn't. What? Ridley Scott is not a woman. Ridley Ridley is the character. Ridley Scott oh, is gosh. the director. That's so hard. Why did he make his character's name sound aliens. so much? James Cameron. James Cameron. Right to me, that's James Cameron at his kind of his peak. Really? Um, that was his peak. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, hang on, real quick. Let's just briefly talk about James Cameron. I thought um, Titanic was James Cameron's peak. I don't like Titanic. I I was making a joke, Cody. I was making a joke. Well, no, but a lot of people do like Titanic, but to me, Titanic is two movies and one of them is good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait. I mean, well, he wrote True Lies. I don't know if he directed Okay, also, want to throw out Avatar. Speaking of um, James Cameron, Avatar sucks. It's Pocahontas with blue people. Yeah. And Sigourney it does, Weaver. but that's what I'm talking about, you know. And really, here's the thing: a lot of what he did in a lot of what he did in Avatar is straight from Aliens. Like the tough, like Hispanic space marine, is exactly oh from Aliens. Yeah, it is. It is. They just... Like the space marines that he came up with are just the space marines from Aliens, and they are exactly the same thing. They look the same. They behave the same. They have all the same characters that, like, die in all the same ways, you know? Um, yeah, it's just, I didn't, like, I really did not like Aliens. Screw Avatar. That movie sucks. It's beautiful. Okay, well, yeah, Avatar, Avatar is, is really beautiful. bad. It's, like, an expansive, amazing <sighs> world. But as a movie, the storyline is something I've seen a thousand times. It sucks. It is straight up dances with okay, so Pocahontas, everything. Just, ugh. I'm going to take back what I said about it being James Cameron at his best. Terminator 2 and True Lies is is, is James Cameron at his best, but that was a few years later. So he, he peaked a couple years after he made Aliens. Okay, yeah, no, I, like 10 years I after say, he made yeah, Aliens. No, Terminator 2, good job. But just Aliens was not good. It, 
and it's like the whole world like you said they just make it into like a whole hey these are the normal like bad guy aliens that we have to shoot a bunch to kill and oh look an alien queen yeah slightly stronger than the other one and the queen killed bishop which i think is hilarious because it's like a chess joke well and oh yeah, oh i never got that that's clever it's, it's very funny but i i liked bishop actually i thought bishop was a fun character um i liked the what ends up happening in the movie i think is kind of a it's it's interesting to see a more ensemble cast i guess you could say where the alien is sigourney weaver you know what i mean like that's the whole movie, you're basically... Yeah, we do get more of an ensemble towards the beginning, but yeah, it does end up with the whole idea of the final girl, and Sigourney Weaver is the final girl taking on this alien. Yeah, and... Is is Aliens the one where she gets in the giant mech suit and has, like, a fist fight with a robot? Fist fight with the alien? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Well, but she's in, like, a big yeah, robot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's stupid. Yeah. See? It's just not what the... It's not what it should be about, but... If that was just called Monsters in Space, that would be totally acceptable. You know well, what I mean? The thing we're so going to actually have this mixed feelings when we get about to Cloverfield it. Paradox. It's really taking a movie that's not really supposed to be in the franchise and stamping on the franchise name just because you can. Well, oh we're going we're going to get to that Jordan, in Space Odyssey episode. We're going to talk about Cloverfield Paradox for a while. But just aliens, it just feels like yeah. it feels kind of like Halo but with scarier aliens. Yeah, for sure. And that that's where I like that, but it was not a good Alien no. movie. So, boom. Aliens. Good movie. I love that movie. I thought it was a fun action movie. I thought it was good James Cameron stuff. If you like Terminator 2, hey, it's great. And I actually think they did a good job building a world with these Space Marines. Yeah. Like, the little ways that the Space Marines interacted and um, were, like, hyper macho, kind of. I thought that was fun, the way that they built up those characters. Um, and the way that Sigourney Weaver interacted with them, but then that movie fitting into the story of Alien to me was not good. Oh, I, I, um, I I would agree with everything you just said on that. I just I didn't think it really fit. I uh, yeah. yeah. Do do we want to talk about Alien Three? Have you seen it? Because I haven't seen it. Oh, you haven't seen it? It's garbage. Don't watch it. And I haven't seen Alien Resurrection. Oh wait, no. So. Okay, no, I've seen three. I haven't seen Resurrection. We can skip three. Because honestly, with the original Alien franchise, the only one that I truly liked was Alien. Yeah, they go downhill really fast. I mean, and then we could talk about Alien versus Predator. I haven't seen that. You remember? Oh, man, Jordan, it's really good where you find out that the Predators hunt the aliens because they're the most dangerous prey. That really, uh, really amps up how scary the aliens are when they're like, safari animals that's so stupid that's so dumb thanks alien versus predator we, get, we might get okay. to predator a little bit later but i do want to focus on alien because i i like the idea of predator i like having this apex predator also being sentient and just straight up hunting humans because it's fun i like that yeah, idea Yeah. well and actually okay let's get into prometheus here because prometheus i'm excited to talk to you about because i don't know if we've really hashed this out yet so, initial thoughts. Do you like Prometheus? So, Prometheus, when I saw Prometheus, like, I saw the trailers for it in theaters and everything, and I didn't get to go see it in three theaters because no one wanted to go see it with me. So, I never saw it. And so, a couple of years ago, I think 2014, when I um, was working in Muncie, I sat down, like, you know what? I'm bored out of my mind because I don't know anybody. And, I, like, I just moved there. It was, had only been a couple of days. So, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to watch a couple of movies. And then, like, 
I haven't seen Prometheus. Let's put this on. So I sat down and watched Prometheus, not knowing that it was an alien movie. I had no clue that it was oh, in the alien franchise. Interesting. I thought it was just a creepy alien movie. And up until the like kind of corny, like th- they show the alien at the very end, pop out of the dude's chest. I thought it was really good and really creepy, and just it was a really fun idea. But that is one with. Out Alien Covenant, I don't think as an alien movie it really fit in, but I do like Prometheus. So this is what I mean when I say I think that every alien movie since Alien has ruined the Xenomorph. Yes. Because what made the Xenomorph originally appealing was it was unexplained and did not have motivation. Yeah. That being said, if they were going to give it motivation and a reason to exist, I really like what they set up in Prometheus. the original alien is kind of like the people who first discovered a tiger. Not knowing what this beast is, and it sees you as prey and wants to rip you to shreds. It is like that idea yeah, of like yeah. coming to a new land. Hey, we sail to wherever, I guess India. Let's come out and see. Oh my god, this thing is just murdering all of my men. And I cannot stop it. Right, it's just it's just like going to Australia. So it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of like that idea of coming to a new land and not really realizing that you're not the top of a food chain in this new land. That Australia spiders are the size of cars. Jordan, that's not that's not true. Jordan, dude, I'm so, Jordan I'm don't so, lie dude, about I'm Australia. I'm so terrified of Australia. I mean, look, Australia's bad enough. We don't have to like amp up how terrible Australia is. It's already the worst. Dude, I'm I'm actually afraid of Australia because they have a bird eating spider. A spider eats birds, man. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> kangaroos are murderers. Anyways, okay, wait. Yeah, no, king, everybody thinks kangaroos are cute, but they kill people. Yeah, I can't remember. I think it was a comedian did this bit where he said that he was, like, looking out his window, and he saw a kangaroo drowning his dog. <laughs> like, his dog was outside, and a kangaroo was just holding its head under the water, killing it. And then, like, his neighbor ran across the yard, jumped on the kangaroo's back, and slit its throat. That's Australia. Oh no, that's terrifying. Okay, but straight up, no. I saw a video where like there's they're taking video. Of this like kangaroo is like beating up a dog, like hurting a dog, and the dude runs up and just punches it in the face, and the kangaroo like stops, like oh crap, and everybody's like oh my god, he punched the kangaroo. It's like no, good on him for punching the kangaroo. Kangaroos are jacked. Like they are so shredded and ripped. Yeah, they look like they all run, they do is well, lift weights to kill people. Miles on their legs. They are terrifying creatures yeah i don't like kangaroos anyway xenomorph is a kangaroo the xenomorph is a kangaroo of the of the alien jordan i have to tell you a really funny story about my dad okay oh no this is really good so my dad loves wyoming um he reads a bunch of novels that are set in wyoming he really likes it out there they my parents go on vacation your dad's a huge nerd yeah well he just likes wyoming right it's like a big thing he like goes to this um what's the show called it's called longmire my dad loves that show and he, like, goes to, like, uh, yeah, yeah. he, like, went and met the guys there, you know what I mean? Like, the actors that were in Longmire. He did this whole, like, thing. Anyways, so oh, I sent cool. my dad this article. There are wild kangaroos in Wyoming. Oh, jeez. Because Wyoming's, um, what's it called? Like, the ecosystem is really similar to Australia, where kangaroos are. So they actually released yeah. a wild herd of, like, 500 kangaroo in Wyoming because there was, like, they could fit into the ecosystem really well. So I sent that article to my dad thinking he'd be like, oh, cool, I can go and see kangaroos in Wyoming. And he was like, no, not kangaroos. (laughs) 
I'm like, what? Do you not That's like kangaroos? That's the worst thing you can sit in Wyoming. <laughs> right? He's like, no, I don't want to see kangaroos. They're scary. <laughs> yeah, no. Kangaroos are, like you said, they're just jacked monsters who can just straight up kill dogs. Yeah. So kangaroos suck. And feel nothing. But anyways, yeah. Kangaroos are the, um, no, sorry. Xenomorphs are the kangaroos of the alien world. Yes. Anyways, Prometheus. Prometheus. Let's get back on track, buddy. So... The theming that comes out in Prometheus, I think, is equally as creepy, but just a different kind of creepy, because it's more of, like, a religious idea. Mm. What I find fascinating is the main character's kind of quest to meet God and find purpose. Yeah. And also, the main character is heavily religious, heavily Christian, and, like, shown, like, holding a cross in yeah, the Bible yeah. multiple times. And I found it fascinating that the tack that the movie took was, is is not that God is, like, malicious to humanity, like, the people that, or the creatures that created humanity. It was just, like, mm-hmm. a complete disregard for our relevance. You know what I mean? It's, yes. it's a different kind of horror where you meet an alien race, and it's not that they want to, like, kill and enslave you or torture you or steal your resources. They're just like... Well, these things don't count as alive. Better get rid of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And how, like, and just, like, how tiny that makes humanity. You know what I mean? Which is another kind of space horror is finding out that we're insignificant. You know what I mean? That whole idea is that we think we're pretty, we are the top of the food chain. Everything is about us. It's this whole America first, like, humanity first type of idea. But then we go out and we find out that, like, all these other races and just, beings out there are way better off than us have discovered technology that we could have never dreamed of and we kind of are insignificant especially in the eyes of these prometheus to the fact that they are making this like biological weapon in order to wipe us out yeah so it was interesting that at the by the end of the movie they explained that the biological weapon is what created the xenomorph well some form of a xenomorph right right well to me it's like a it was supposed to be like a catalyst that just like jump started evolution to something well it was the thing is using the thing infusing it with the human dna system is how it like kind of started this snowball into creating this truly just devastating monster yeah but it's just in that like yeah whatever um one thing i didn't really like about the world just coming after finding out it was an alien movie and watching it one thing I thought Alien did really well is having this world with utter nothingness on it. Yeah. And so we come in and we're given this huge, expansive world with, like, there's trees. There's, like, you would assume that there is some sort of life on this planet. I'll get into that in one second. But we get to this huge world. It's wide open. They're exploring throughout this world. And then they find a, yet another big black ship. So just, ugh. I like the idea of being closed off of like finding a world with nothingness but only things to kill you. But then finding this world that's pretty much like Earth was weird to me. I thought what was cool about that world was that it felt very primordial. You know what I mean? Yeah. It didn't feel like it had been made yet. It felt like it was very early in its history. And that kind of early world where there is not yet, you know primates walking around doing things that kind of seem familiar it felt very alien and very early not like dinosaurs but like there's going to be weird giant bacteria floating around and stuff like that and that's kind of what going into the ship felt like where it's kind of like this seeping goopy mess of this is dangerous to be in like all of this is meant to corrupt and destroy you 
I liked that, but it is it was a diff it didn't feel like space horror. It kind of felt like evolution horror, if that makes sense. And then also be like another thing that kind of pulls in the dread is seeing like the images of the Prometheans running in the ship and like seeing these like pretty much like ten foot tall beings running. It's like, oh crap, we are not like equipped to handle this threat. Right, right. It, and like it, getting the fear that way. Yeah, it was like a it was it was having monsters that had intent, like they were sentient and they just didn't think we were, which was it was it was interesting in that way. And I, I enjoyed the movie for that. Um Well, I, they treated us exactly how we would treat a cockroach. We right. We see it, we don't like it, we kill it. And yeah. I, I think that's very interesting. When like the what's his name? Um was it Waylon? Was the guy's name Waylon? I don't remember, dude. I'm pretty sure it was Waylon. Um, you know, he goes up to Sass. It wasn't Waylon. Oh gosh. When you know the the business guy goes up and starts like sassing them, he just like pulls his head off and throws him away. Like, yeah, I don't care about you. Go away. Um, I do understand some of the complaints with the movie, um, especially with the characters felt a little weird. Like they felt very loud, if that makes sense. You know, they were very exaggerated characters. Um, yeah, like the creepy like sex pervert biologist. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like, oh, this is a pretty flower. I'm going to touch it. Like, ew, don't. Like, get get some tweezers, man. It, like, it, it, was, it was just weirdly put together. And, like, the crew was weird. It really, like I said with the first movie, how it felt like they knew each other for a long time. It felt like no one really had any connection in this movie. You know who was a good character in that movie was Idris Elba? Yes. I mean, Idris Elba is always perfect. So. Right. I mean, he's just so good. But... He, he was definitely excellent in that movie. He's just a very charismatic, good actor. But oh, dude, you know who I this... forgot was in that? Was Charlize Theron? Yeah, Charlize Theron. Like, Idris Elba hits on her multiple times. Yeah, I totally forgot she was in that movie. She was in charge of the whole... The company that basically was in charge of them um, doing the whole research and trying to find God, quote-unquote. Right, right. Yeah, man, I totally forgot about that. And then the whole thing was with the android David and basically, like, finding this biological weapon, this goo, basically playing with the human lives because simply he could. Well... like, starting... Basically, he's the one who started the snowball running. He puts, like, the little black goo in the dude's drink and then he, in his gross semen mixed with the black goo, mixes with the woman and she ends up having alien squid baby that later turns into xenomorph. Well, I didn't think that that was a xenomorph yet. I don't think that well, that the, movie actually showed a xenomorph. No, at the very end, like a black monster thing pops out of the Promethean's chest. Ah, uh, is if it? If you remember the big, no, the big squid thing attacks like the Promethean, right, the one who's right, actually right. alive, and it goes on his face, and then like the end credit scene is like you see the dead body of the Promethean, and then rips out of his chest is a black monster that looks like the first. It looks, that looks like the first monsters. It, it looks like it, but it's different. It doesn't look exactly yeah. the same. So it is the first, like, because you saw in Alien Covenant that it goes through multiple iterations before it becomes what we know as a xenomorph. And that right, that's what I mean. Is to me, at the end of the movie, it's like gotten close enough that clearly this is a z- this is like where the xenomorph comes from. But I didn't think it was quite there yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I did like that, like that idea of the alien being this kind of like shifting, like forced evolution caused by this goo that turns it into more and more monstrous things. I thought that was really cool as a concept for the 
what the alien is is kind of like evolution forced to make something perfectly unkillable. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I and I like that idea, but I also don't like that the alien, the xenomorph, the whole idea of it was created by, well, I guess in a way a human because it was created by Michael Fassbender's android character. See, that I thought was really cool. Um, it felt very, oh, it kind of reminded me of a lot of Greek myths where, you know, Greek gods And I think that's suck. kind of what they were going for with that. Yeah, and then they... Well, I guess, freaking obviously, with the name Prometheus, that was a stupid comment for yeah. me to make, but um, <laughs> I didn't even figure that out. I seriously... <laughs> yeah, that's why it's like Cody. It's like, I'm pretty sure that's the thing they were going for. I think Jordan, he even mentions that. I think I he even mentions that. Prometheus. I did not consider the fact that it was named after a Greek myth until just now. I, I honestly think they even mentioned that. I'm pretty sure theory. they did. I just didn't think about it. It never like clicked in my head. Oh, yeah, obviously this is... Anyways, I thought they nailed that, though, where it's kind of like people never recognizing the humanity of their creations. Yeah. So the Prometheans made us. They don't consider us human or Promethean, whatever. And, yeah, then, and then Michael Fassbender, I, what was his name? David? Yeah, David, David created well, the xenomorphs, not thinking really we were humans. Just, right. Well, and humans made David without considering him to be human. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's kind of like this conflict of not even different species, but like different classifications of life not recognizing the value in the other classification of life. And I thought okay. that was an interesting theme to have in a horror movie and one that is deeply like is like a ghost movie or a supernatural movie. Like I under you can understand hatred towards humanity, right? A ghost might hate yeah. humans or, you know, um, a demon wants to corrupt humans or the devil wants to, you know, make you evil or something like that. You know, these are things that make sense and have motivations that are still revolving around humanity being important, but the yeah. villains and the monsters in Prometheus are creations of humanity that don't care about humanity anymore. Like David doesn't care. Yeah. You know, all of humanity could die. It's like, whatever Humanity's not robots. Yeah. So why and would he, he care? Okay. So we're going to have to get into it then. So first thoughts, what do you think of alien covenant? I, ten minutes. <laughs> I well we can we can go a little long we can go a bit long. Well yeah we're also doing space odyssey so but anyways I know I loved Alien Covenant quite a bit. The more I think about it, the more I liked it. Um, the one complaint I will totally I have the give, exact opposite reaction. The more I think about it, the less I like it. I I can understand why people would say, hey, the last half, the last like th quarter of this movie feels like a different movie and is kind of lackluster. Where they have to fight the alien on the ship. Well, that did their, feel the, clumsy. Their big reveal at the end was the stupidest thing ever. If we don't see a character die on screen, we obviously know that it's David and not the other android. And I thought that was so stupid. I didn't think that was a reveal. I didn't consider that to be a reveal because I knew I the whole time. I thought that was so dumb. I didn't think it was dumb because to me it was, um, what's it called? Like dramatic tension where you know something that the character doesn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, w I didn't think that they were like, oh, look at the twist. Well, they kept showing it to me. And I was like, oh, no, it's probably not because they're making this so obvious. And then it happened. It was like, I freaking knew it. Yeah, I, I guess to me it was watching um this character that I liked. Oh, what was her name? Ooh. 
Um, Dude, really? Girl Daniels. from Girl from How to Train Your Monsters. That's not her name. Fantastic oh, Beast and Where to Find It. And she's also her name in the movie was Daniels. She's my cousin, Cody. Oh, We're well, Jordan, I don't know how to tell you this. There's not a lot of family resembly- resemblance. Yeah, because she's distant cousin. Very distant cousin, Daniels, in the movie. In the movie, her name is Daniels. Her, the actress's name is not Daniels, but she's also a really good actor. I she really is. Like she's really good. She does a good job of, uh, I'm trying to think of the right way to say this, seeming vulnerable without seeming weak. Does that make yeah. sense? Yes. Well, she she's presented as being very human, I think is a better way of saying that. that that's a good way to put it. That's a really good way to put it. I think she's that a, a lot ve- of times... She's a very human character without being a trope or a stereotype. R- okay, so here's... She is the opposite of Sigourney Weaver. Um, yeah. In that she fills the role of a feminine character, and I don't mean that with any, like, weight or negativity. I just mean that she is, in some ways, like, nurturing and um, approachable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where she's almost, like, motherly to a lot of people and comforting. She's, like, a caregiving character. But that doesn't mm-hmm. make her weaker or incapable of doing other things. Whereas Sigourney yeah. Weaver felt like, I'm an action hero star. You know what I mean? She was, like, in yes. command, like, tough she, yeah, lady. Yeah, she needed to take control. And, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. But, like, no, she needed no. to be on control. But I think... I really like their characters are very similar. Their character arcs are very similar, but then also they are very different in being like two different types of super strong female characters. Yes, that is that is very true. Um, but yeah, so it was to me the end of the movie was kind of like the heartbreak of seeing her find out that this isn't her friend, even though we've yeah. known the whole time. Because I mean, I, I know that some people didn't see that coming, but I don't know how much more obvious the movie could have made it. They when, made it so obvious. <laughs> like when good Fastbender is like about to stab bad Fastbender and you see bad Fastbender like grab a rock and then it cuts to black, things did not go well. Yeah. <laughs> you know you, what I like mean? Like I said, if you don't see someone die on camera, they're not dead. Right. So I, the more I've thought about the movie, except for the last quarter of the movie, the more I like it, which really drives home like this notion of a robot character that just has no regard for organic life. It's I mean, it's just I mean, a game for him. From what we talked about, I like it a little bit more. I'm not as angry, but I thought just the whole fact that it was it was more of an android movie and more about the androids oh, than it was I, about the aliens. And when they I showed loved the aliens to me personally, I thought like rather than having good scares and good moments where like this thing is just terrifying, they just took buckets of blood and threw it at the camera. And that whole scene where the alien is coming out of the person at the beginning where like it rips out of his back. Oh, I no, I loved that. That was terrifying, but I thought it was just like, hey, blood, 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 make this scary, more blood. But it was- I thought that was really cool because they were pioneers. Um, and I know people complained about the way in Prometheus, like scientists did stupid things that scientists wouldn't do. But to me, in this, they're like military and settlers. They think they're going to go and find a new Eden. And so they find this planet that has forests and wildlife, and they're like, oh, we found our new home planet. We love it. And so I liked when you had to see those characters that felt like they were not prepared to face real life because they were kind of optimistic and stupid. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's like these wide-eyed people that are like, oh, I'm going to go on this trip with my husband and we're going to find a new world. And then like, oh my gosh, his back's splitting in half. There's blood everywhere. And like 
seeing her get sprayed with blood and being like, oh, I have to quarantine things, but she's doing everything too slow. And you can see her incompetence dooming her. I think personally that whole scene with just from her standpoint like i hated the fact that they just kept throwing blood at the screen but i did like the fact that she freaks out and the scene she's trying to shoot this alien with the shotgun is just failing at it because she's so panicked and so scared and that just felt like a real moment because we show these things where like they subtly become an action hero get a perfect shot when something's coming at them but she's terrified and you can see it by the fact that she's like failing to press buttons. She's picking up this gun, shooting everything, blows herself up because she can't hit this thing. It's done right. very well. And right. I liked that part of it. But um, just I just didn't like how it seemed blood and gore. Like we see like a decapitated head later. And we see like the alien like munch down on a person. Just like blood sprayed over it. I didn't like that just sheer amount of blood for horror. Like we don't. I thought that it served the purpose. I thought that it served the purpose of um, making this character squirm because the character was not able to handle that. Yeah. If the character had been unflappable and had been like, "Okay, I'm going to be all cool and collected in the face of danger," and you know, I know what I have to, you know, do the quarantine procedure. Meanwhile, there's blood spraying everywhere, but they don't care. I I would have not liked it. But since the character to me was responding appropriately to getting blood sprayed in her face and then being like, oh, shoot, I need to do a quarantine. But technically she should be in that quarantine. You know what I mean? Like when she got blood sprayed in her mouth, it's like, dude, if there's supposed to be a quarantine, you should be in there with it. Yeah. But she has to be like, no, it doesn't count for me, you know, and that kind of like deluding herself. What to do in a situation that is just way over your head. And I I I do appreciate scenes like that. Also, one thing on a world standpoint that I really like is they land on this world. And like one thing they point out is like, do you hear that? It's like, no, there's no sound. There's no animals. There's no ambient everything is dead and i thought that was really good for the world building because then we find out later that everything is dead because of a biological weapon attack every living being was killed on this planet and all we have left over are these pods and like spores and things with the um, bugs that basically create the alien that like corrupt humans in order to create these aliens and monsters so i like that idea of this world it's very expensive world it's like oh it looks kind of like vancouver um but also having it <laughs> that there's nothing there for you it's like we want to settle there's nothing there. if we try to sell here we can't hunt there's no food we can try well, to right there's nothing. yeah like, there's nothing so i like that idea and i liked just the fact that they go in nothing and then they find out that all this stuff is just way over their head they find this android who has been creating these like science experiments Though, sadly, we find out what happened to the um, character from the first movie is that she was used in one of these experiments and freaking killed. And yep. they show that, like, gross Okay, real quick. This is this is a side note. It's going back a little bit. You know yeah, how no, I was complaining about how Sigourney... You know how I was complaining about how Sigourney Weaver had to take off all her clothes in Alien? Yeah, what's up? So, check this out. I googled Prometheus aliens, right? Because I wanted to look at some pictures of them while we were talking, so I could... I was I was looking up the picture of the xenomorph at the end of it, right? Yeah, go ahead. Um, like, scroll down three times, and it's Sigourney Weaver's butt. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with that, buddy. Ain't nothing wrong with <laughs> Every that. Every search that I've done, at some point, the picture of Sigourney Weaver's butt has come up. It's just hey. like, it can't help itself. Hey, man. 
Ain't nothing wrong with that. It's like we were going to be a classy movie, and then instead we weren't. So well, I mean, it's kind of like job. how the um, Princess Leia in the like slave bikini has become one of the most iconic images from Star Wars. It's kind of that same right? idea. Like, oh, yeah, this you is something we threw in, and now there's all these nerds who are just in love with that thing. Well, right. not things she was And it's, like, kind of sad outfit. because she was, like, an in-charge, like, empowered woman. And then yes. they're like, ah, we can't have her do anything where she doesn't take her clothes off. So, yeah. uh... We, we could talk better about Better get her story. to get naked. Anyways, back to Alien. Um... Yeah. So, the thing is, I kind of, like, as I think about it, I start to like it less and less. Part of the reason is the ending was really dumb. And it's like clearly just made in order to set up a third movie, which I'm fine with because I would love to see another one. I just want more aliens. I want Alien to be about Alien. If you want it to be about androids, name it androids. But one thing I truly like Dude, is the scene when they're flying so off good, the planet. Though. But the scene where they're flying off the planet and she's like hanging by the cable trying to kill the alien as it's crawling at her on the ship like outside. I thought that was amazing. That was amazing. No, that was tense. the worst part of the movie. Oh, that was an amazingly tense, just like show of cinema. And I just, I enjoyed that so much. No, the worst part of the movie was when there was a horror movie sex scene where because two characters had sex, yeah, they, they had, had to, had to die. be killed. Yeah, that was stupid. That was actually the worst part of the movie, but um, no, you're wrong. The end of the movie was stupid and didn't. I, I, I thought that should have just been androids making out. That should have been the whole movie. I still, like I said earlier, we burst out laughing in the theater because he said it's like, it's like. You watch I'll finger the holes or whatever. It's like no, you blow I'll finger the holes. <laughs> we lost it as a theater, and that was like the funniest thing because it got it was silent for a couple seconds after that, and then no. we just lost it. I I understand why that was kind of a funny goofy scene because it's it was Michael stupid. Fassbender talking it to Michael Fassbender. And he, did he, I was, Michael Fassbender. I was invested Michael the whole Fassbender? time. Didn't they kiss? I was on the edge of my seat. It made th- perfect sense. I, I it loved stupid. it. I thought it was stupid. It's like him finding out he has a family and like the poten- he like doesn't know how to express human compassion but wants to in a way, you it's, know what I mean? It, no, it, it feels just, like it he's dumb. imitating his parents. Ugh. Oh no, it was perfect. It it totally felt like an alien trying to mimic what humans do when they want to get close to another human. Ugh, what no, I, I thought it was perfect. I loved it. I was on the edge of my seat through that whole scene. Also, I, 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 I mean I did like when everything starts to fall apart and we get like the chest burster scene and then th- though i hate it when the alien like pops out of the chest and, like kind of holds his hands up like he's about to start partying that was stupid i forgot that happened yeah honestly. that was dumb there was just there were some really dumb things that took me out of the movie but like as a whole and as like i say in the world building standpoint i think they did do a good job it's just the execution of the actual film wasn't the greatest they had some dude, great action Michael Fassbender, in it, but they also kind of ruined like, some of the goofier moments. I'm trying to think of the nicest way to put this because it's really mean because I'm sure Michael Fassbender's not actually a monster. But if I could imagine someone that looks like they could kill a whole species without looking like they would care, it's just absolutely Michael Fassbender. Oh, yeah, most definitely. The casting for it's great. And he's just like perfect. He just like seems so indifferent the whole time. I uh he's he is really creepy. Also, he's just like a creepy looking guy. You know what I mean? Also casting Danny McBride in a horror movie, I thought he did a good job. I was I was blown away. I, that's actually I, was, that was I thought he was gonna I be stupid as usual, about. but Danny McBride actually did a good job in this movie. Okay, so I just watched Tropic Thunder today. <laughs> and when, oh yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so 
there's so many good parts about that movie that I forgot about. Or but anyways, movie. there's, you know, like his character in that movie was what I thought he was going to be in this movie. You Same know, here. like the kind of like crazy, like he's kind of actually good at what he's doing in a way. You know what I mean? Because like in Tropic Thunder, he actually kind of ends up saving the day <laughs> yeah. despite the fact that he's an idiot. Um, but that's what and at the beginning when his name was like tennessee or something like yeah, that like you know i was like oh Texas shoot he's gonna be yeah i'm like oh geez he's gonna be dumb he's gonna wear a stupid hat and then as soon as the movie got serious he got serious yeah and i was just like yeah i believe you're a pilot yeah no and i believed his like the whole time because he is that kind of goofy dude oh tennessee like listens to country music and I'm, oh i i pilot the ship i'm the southern like you know the typical southern yeah. character but he Get serious. He takes everything that's happening seriously. You no, know, we need to get down there. My wife's in danger. We need to like get down. There. He does what he should do in that role, and I thought he played that character very, very well. And it just it made sense. well. And that scene, that scene where he finds out that his wife is dead, and he just like instantly takes the hat off, and you just like see him like that person that he wants to be, the lighthearted, like fun guy, just goes away. Yes. Yeah. It's like that guy's gone and now he has to be like now he has to fix this situation. Yeah. And I was like, man, he was great. Like I love and at the end of the movie, like the relationship between those two characters I thought was perfect. Yeah. And that's what I mean about her being like um a more feminine character is like her understanding that he like needs to be comforted and is falling apart. Yeah. Like, he's putting on a tough face, but he's not doing well, no, you know? He, his wife got you know, it almost murdered seems, by aliens. Right, it seems like that would have been the appropriate response, is, like, seeking out another person for the sake of comfort, not to, like, have sex in a shower so an alien can murder you like it's Friday the 13th. Uh, yeah, no, they totally went Friday the 13th with that. That was, that was super dumb. That was so dumb. That was like, did... Whatever, man. Did I need to see boobs in this movie? Like, could we not just not it's a, have It's boobs? a horror movie. Like, we need to see some sort of nipple. It doesn't have to be the boob. Right? We just, need just to see a nipple. Just they just had to slip it in there, and yeah. I'm like, well, I, I mean, that's I what know. he did it in the shower. Am I right? What up? <laughs> <laughs> that's what the alien did too. Ah, what up? <laughs> I don't know. I was just like. <laughs> So, like, when that happened, I was like, am I watching a different freaking movie? Yeah, no, like, like you said earlier at the Michael... top of this conversation, it did turn into a different movie about halfway through. Yeah, I'll, like, watch Michael Fassbender make out with no, himself stop. and talk about the, talk about, like, making new life and genociding aliens. I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm into. I want to watch 15 hours of that. And then it just, like, cuts to horror movie from the 80s where we have to have a shower scene and i'm just like freaking what is happening right now like all of their friends just died yeah it did like all of their friends their family basically just got brutally like murdered and turned into aliens they're like so you want to go screw real quick because uh why not you know we haven't even broken atmosphere yet i was so scared you were about to die you want to have sex yeah that just felt that felt very weird man i continuously sound like a prude on this show <laughs> yeah but man like if there's a time to be prudish it's right after everyone you know and yeah, love no, like, except for apparently i don't husband think i would be able to even like kiss my girlfriend after watching multiple people get torn apart by aliens 
Yeah, you'd think you'd want to, like, you know, maybe give it a day. Seeing a severed head in a pool of water probably would turn me off forever. Give it, give it like, 24 hours, I think. At least 24 hours. I think a little bit. Like, see, like I said, seeing a severed head in a pool of water would just end it for me. It's like, maybe I eight don't hours. want to touch anybody ever again. You know, maybe eight, eight, eight hours. hours. Okay, shut up, you know. Okay. Maybe so two I also, hours. I wanted to get to a quiet place, but we're at the end of this episode. I think this is a very good, just capstone alien episode. Yeah, it's, this it's is an alien franchise. episode. I'm glad we got to go over Alien. I I honestly, thinking about it, I really only like the first movie. And enjoy the other ones. Jordan, Prometheus and I Alien like Covenant first... are so good. I love them so I, much. I, I'm going to wa- I'm gonna have to try to watch Alien Covenant again. I'll, I'll give you that one. Oh, you're going to rewatch it? Yeah, do. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to watch it, it again. I'll, I'll give you that, and I'll see how I feel the second time through. But the first time through, there was just things that just like, eh. Just, just try but to I like... Really, I did... Don't think about the fact that Michael Fassbender is an actor that had to make out with a different version of himself. You know what I mean? Just... Yeah, I let's, you keep bringing up the Michael Fassbender kiss, and I just keep wanting to forget it. It's Please stop. such a good part stop. of the movie, though. No. It's stupid. It's that stupid. whole Anyways. scene okay, so where we're he's wrap talking up this about episode. the ability to create. Oh, Jordan, it's solid gold. Anyways, we're going to wrap up this episode. Should we have put a spoiler warning in this episode? Uh, I, I'm going to do it in the comments. Okay, yeah, spoilers. <laughs> Anyways, this has been our Alien episode, World Deconstruction of the Alien series. I wanted to get to a couple other things, but we can do that on a different time. I had fun talking about it with you, and our next episode will be Space Odysseys. Check us out next time. Bye. Bye!